Let's tap that. And England's test deeds over in Pakistan. Today could be the day they go 2-0 up in the best of three. They could claim the series in Pakistan in just a few hours' time. Paul, good morning. Good morning from an icebound UK. Uh, very cold at this time of year. You've officially entered winter and it'll be a little chilly. It might be a frosty reception for England's footballers when they return, Paul, after their exit at the, uh, the quarterfinal stage of the World Cup. Well, you know, strange enough, I don't think it will because um, speaking to people, normally when England go out at tournaments, they go out with a bit of a whimper uh, and they probably would deserve that frosty reception uh, that you spoke about. But talking to people both professionally and personally, in the last sort of 24 hours or so, everybody said that, you know, trust England to get France. They're not the world champions for nothing. Um, and as you said, six inches saved, saved France from going to extra time because that was all it was. It was a horrendous situation. I can't imagine. I mean, this was very unique for Harry Kane because not only was he playing against somebody he knew, he was playing against his club captain in Hugo Lloris. Their families know each other, they visit each other, they spend a lot of time together away from the field, so they know every inch of each other's game. Half the French side play in the, the UK, in the Premier League, or have played in the UK. So it was always going to be one of those things, and a piece of brilliance uh, from the French to get that first goal, a fabulous header from Giroud, and a, a little misfire from Harry Kane. But, you know, a lot of pundits coming into this quarterfinal or coming into the tournament actually said that um, England would get to the quarterfinals and that's where it would end. Um, so there's no disgrace um, in, in what they've done. They certainly won't get a, a frosty reception, I shouldn't think. Uh, you certainly won't see the reactions you saw after the, the Euros, which were very unhealthy and, and, and not warranted at all. Um, the, the, the interest will be as to what happens when we go forward. The press usually sort of can't wait can they when they lose something like that so are you saying that they've been pretty positive in their comments yes they have uh, really uh, Wayne yeah they've, they, they have because they've seen the journey they've seen what's happened this has been a very unusual World Cup for so so many reasons um, where you, you've had journalists almost like a military uh, situation where they've almost been embedded with the team so they've been able to follow them closer now than ever they have been um, around because of the nature. It, Qatar is not the world's biggest nation you ever saw. So everybody's in a very confined space doing all their jobs. And everybody knows everybody now. I mean, the world is so small. The players know the media have a job to do. And, and the media knows the players have a job to do. So, it's it, yeah, I think they have been uh, largely positive. Um, there are a few quirks towards the referee. But then again, the general tournament standard has been poor. I think, in terms of refereeing. So you couldn't just label it for that one game, um, I, I wouldn't think. Um, but that said, the tournament, given the backdrop, it's the most surreal thing, as I said at the beginning, of the whole competition. It's the most surreal thing we've ever had in our lifetime. It's been a terrific tournament to watch, and I still think there's one or two more surprises to come. Well, Morocco's the big surprise, uh, as they've made their way through to the semi-finals. They're a win away from a World Cup final, Brazil's exit. Well, that was always going to be a great match against Argentina. Who wins it from here, Paul, do you think? Um, quite seriously. Um, I, I think we've got a Morocco-Argentina final. Wow. Um, and take it on from there, because, and if we do, 
my goodness me, because they have been the two best supported sides in the in the competition in terms of of actual physical support. The Moroccan fans, I could hardly hear the commentators yesterday. Such was the the, the noise of the of the stadium uh, in that Morocco game. They've been absolutely tremendous, and I think you know it would be nice to see. Um, if, if it's not going to be Morocco, then yeah, I think a lot of people wouldn't begrudge Messi his his go at glory. Probably one of his last efforts in a World Cup. So I think that's what it'll be. I think they'll beat France, no trouble at all, because if France think England did a job on them, and they did in terms of keeping Mbappe quiet, who, let's face it, is one of, if not the best players in the world, then the Moroccans will be they'll be twice as uh, you know efficient. Um, just to watch the, what they did against Ronaldo. And he hardly got a kick. So, you know, it's it's just, it really is. It's set up for a, a fabulous finish. Um, and then I'll be really interested to see what goes on from there. Paul, what about the cricket? Um, Pakistan need 157. Six wickets in hand. It's going to be another terrific day's cricket. Um, it, they just continue to, to put out good games, these two, especially the way England are playing. Yeah, they do. And um, provided the fog behaves itself, uh, which it seems to have done. I know when we spoke uh, late last week that we talked about the fog and whether it would lift, and it lifted enough, and, you know, so that was fine. Um, yeah, you know, in a, in, a, in a way, it would be nice, in a way, if Pakistan won it, because then you've got a series leveller, um, you know, one test to go, and then everything's on the line for that. But who knows? Who knows? The only certainty is we have uh, that the match will finish today. Um, did England leave a few too many runs out there? Yeah, I think they probably did. Um, in, in a way, they could have put another 50 on top of that. Um, but, as you said, that's the way they play, um, and that's the way they'll keep playing. And this is this is the whole thing. It almost goes beyond the winning and losing of matches. It, it's the entertainment factor for the crowd. You're getting full crowds in countries, in, or in a country that is, is not famed for big attendances at Test Creed anyway. So, you know, um, it, it's doing something positive. It's getting people in um, to to the stadiums to, to watch cricket. And, and who knows, in, in 10, 20 years' time, we could we could see people who've been there watching that. Paul Bryce is with us, UK Sport Correspondent, joining us uh, fresh first thing on a Monday, uh, Sunday evening, his time, chatting all things UK Sport out of a huge weekend. England have exited the FIFA World Cup and England's men in a very good test match against Pakistan in Multan that will reach a conclusion later today. Uh, Paul, I reckon in the middle of your summer, you told us about Harry Brook and said that he'd be a fine player for England and he could be every bit as good as Joe Root. Well, he's got two test hundreds now to his name in consecutive tests, two in his first three tests. Uh, you might be on the money. Well, it'll be the first time I ever have been, I can tell you that. Um <laughs> You know, um, but yeah, I th- he is a fine player. Um, he's out of that sort of style of. I mean, Yorkshire as a county, and, and Wayne, you'll know this from from having coached there. That they've always produced good batsmen in that sort of opening to middle order, which is which is where Brook generally comes in. They've always had. But you look down through the decades, you know, people are Brian Close. Uh, you know, um, even David David Byers, who was who was captain for a number of years, David Bairstow, who was Johnny was Johnny's father, uh, a bit lower down than the fine wicketkeeper batsman. You know, they've always had this real strength in depth of good 
solid, dependable players. Um, it used to be said over here that if you had a good, strong Yorkshire side, you had a good, strong England side. Now, you know, the other counties would probably have a word or two to say about that. But Brooke, for me, has come out and he's made hundreds in, all oh, right, OK, the, the pitches he's played on have been roads. Uh, that they really have, but that's not taking anything away from him because they're still not easy conditions. There's a lot of humidity. Um, they're not easy places to to bat. And every credit to the young fellow because you know he he went largely as a tourist, you know, previously on on tours with England, and he's had his chance and he's taken it. And he's a quite an aggressive player too, which I think he just fits into that mould. It's, it's I don't know whether. Some of them aren't that have been told that they've got to bat that way, but that's just the way that everybody's approaching it. Maybe they've got to look at maybe some of their lower order that come in and reverse sweep first ball that maybe they're, yeah. they're not really up to it. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting you say aggressive. I wonder whether whether is it aggressive or is it positive um, to, to the point of slight stupidity. I don't yeah. know. Like you say, coming in to, to reverse sweep the first ball... Not, not you know. Um, I I know you were you were a coach. Um, I would like to have heard your your uh, your discussion after that with the, whatever player that did that. It was late. I not, think it was. Yeah. Y- yeah. Um, which, whoever it was, but any player. But you probably couldn't repeat it on the air. Um, I'm 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 fairly certain of that. Um, there is a balance, um, and this might just be a balance um, because of that. Um, and, and talking of balance, mm. um, interesting news about a former England player, or he's going to be a former England player, Gary Balance, who has decided um, at his early, well, venerable age of 30-something to go and play for the country of his birth. Um, and he's he's been released, I think he's 33, he's been released from his contract by Yorkshire, and he's decided to put his lot in with Zimbabwe, so he's going to play all forms of cricket for them. Um, over the next few years, and um, you know he was tangled up in the the, the big scandal that we had uh, of recent times around the Yorkshire County Cricket Club. So he's asked to be released, and he's going to go back and play play cricket in Zimbabwe. Well, Zimbabwe will be saying, Paul, it's about time they gave uh, England Graham Hick, and now Gary Balance is going back the other way. Yeah, not a bad replacement if you think about it. They're very similar style, um, uh, not quite the the imposing figure of Graham Hick. Um, who I was very uh, had the great pleasure of, of meeting on on a couple of occasions, and I still have my hands to prove it, uh, because he has very big hands to shake, uh, which I did, and uh, was looking for mine afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> but there it is, Gary Balance. That's the big cricket news outside of the, the Test match. Um, but Gary Balance has left Yorkshire, and indeed, it would appear England, uh, and gone back to Zimbabwe. Paul, to finish, do England win today or not? You mentioned that one all might be the perfect setup for the final test. Do you think England will win today? Will Pakistan falter under pressure? Early wickets will do it because if you look at how the plays, uh, the day's play has gone in in recent in the previous days, um, towards the end of the day, the wicket gets easier. The last hour last night, it didn't look like England could buy a wicket, let alone get one. So. They'll need early wickets. If they get early wickets, they will win. Look forward to it today. Uh, it will be far more captivating viewing than Australia and the West Indies. Did yes, you catch any absolutely. of that? Absolutely. One o'clock Western time it gets underway, so you're going to grab a bite of lunch or something, then maybe worth finding a screen somewhere that might be showing it. It'll be good, a good hour or so's viewing. 
Breakfast Radio works in our favour. Paul, with that, uh, gives us the afternoon to sit down and watch some Test cricket. Uh, Thanks for staying up for us late into the evening, your time, and uh, let's hope it's a win for England later today. Well, we hope so, and look forward to catching you later in the week. Paul Bryce joining us, our UK sport correspondent. Good enough to join us off the top here on the show on a Monday morning.